Good morning, snappers and Snapchat curious and future snappers and everyone in between. We have made it to Thursday. I was going through the Snapchat geofilters this morning and I saw a new one. The new one that caught my eye says Vegas Strong. I really appreciated seeing that there. It's a message of hope and unity in the wake of the Las Vegas shooting this week. In a previous episode of Snap Days Radio, I talked about the ways that you can use the Snapchat geofilters for jobs. And I got that idea from somebody who had successfully used it for a job fair. Well, this is another way that we can use geofilters to express pride and community. And I think those are appropriate uses for a geofilter. I wasn't offended by this geofilter and I I don't know if anybody else would be, but I'd be interested in knowing your opinion. If you haven't seen it or are unable to, just go to my Snap Days account. It's called SnapDays underscore bot on Instagram. I took a picture of the Las Vegas Strip skyline today. It's hazy, but I added the Vegas Strong filter and I posted it so you guys could take a look. Let me know what you think. What is public art? I looked at the Association for Public Art and found they had the same question. And their response is, public art is a reflection of how we see the world. The artist's response to our time and place combined with our own sense of who we are. I know what you're thinking. Geo filters as public art? That's crazy. First of all, it's not accessible. It's in a virtual world. Second of all, it's got a limited audience. I'm willing to argue that a geofilter can still be compared to a physical art piece if the argument is that it's not accessible to everyone. There are so many art installations that we don't know about because we don't live in that neighborhood, that we're not from that city. So the argument that it's not public art if not everybody knows about it and can see it, um, I would strike from (laughs) the list of arguments. Um, But I do understand that. The second one about the audience being limited to people who are, you know, using Snapchat. Yeah, I can understand that too. But again, I think that still falls into the limited audience of the 3D art that we have out in the real world. Did you know that in the early days, public art was made for the elite? So there's always been some kind of restriction to it. It's pretty modern that we want art, public art to truly be for everyone. And I agree, it should be. It should be commissioned by artists of many different backgrounds and it should be available in many different public spaces and it shouldn't be just for the elite. My argument is more about what geofilters accomplish and I'm comparing that with public art. So hang in there and then let me know if you agree or disagree or what you have to say about it. 
So if the question is, what is public art for? I would say it's to memorialize events and people from the past. It's to celebrate, might celebrate cultural events. It is something that brings people together. I mean, think about that bean in Chicago, the big, huge, chrome, shiny bean that attracts people from all over the world. I mean, that's a gathering point, right? So that's an important aspect of public art. It's meant to bring people together. Another purpose of public art is to make people feel that sense of wonder. You know, I mean, we live in this world that's so digitized and we're, we're physically separated from one another and we're cynical. And art can transcend that. You know, you can imagine and be just awestruck by what people accomplish in the name of art. Public art's important for that. Public art can tell a story. You've probably seen murals in many, many cities and neighborhoods that show us who lives in the neighborhood and what that neighborhood is proud of, what the culture is in that neighborhood. Public art also creates and signifies attachment to a place, a sense of pride. So when is public art successful? Well, people have to care about it. That art has to matter. And I think it's successful when it brings people together. Public art does not have to be permanent. It can be a traveling display. It can be a one-time thing that disappears. It can be seasonal. Or it can be permanent. So do geofilters pass the test of public art? Let's see. Can geofilters memorialize an event or a person? Well, I talked about that earlier today when I talked about the Vegas Strong geofilter. And that is meant to uh, memorialize the event that happened with the Las Vegas shooting, but also to rally a community around the fact that we're not going to be overcome by random acts of violence. Geofilters are also in abundance on national holidays. Um, Fourth of July, Memorial Day, um, Veterans Day, those are major events that mean something to the United States as a country, and those geofilters reflect how we feel. So that's another example. What about celebrations? Well, we've got examples in Cleveland when the NBA was having major success. The Cleveland Cavaliers, if you could have seen the geofilters that were uh, being used, they were pretty cool and really helped to reflect what the city was feeling, the pride, the excitement. And yeah, geofilters definitely played a part in that. If anybody has any examples, I'm sure we could find them online. But um, let me know if you've got any posted um, on your accounts. It'd be kind of cool for people to go and see it. But definitely geofilters fit that bill for celebration. I think that we can argue that geofilters can tell a story. If art can tell a story and you can have art on a geofilter, then you can definitely tell a story with a geofilter. And the same thing with attachment to a place or pride 
in your neighborhood or locale. Now, as far, far as it being transformative and wondrous, that I haven't seen yet. But I'm going to say geofilters are in their infancy. And uh, we'll see what the potential is for them. So are you with me? Can you kind of see where geofilters potentially fit the idea of public art? I guess the real test is whether enough people will care about geofilters to derive meaning from them and whether enough people care to continue creating quality geofilters that are meaningful. We also have to keep in mind that geofilters are a money-making venture for Snapchat and there's a question of whose art is seen and why, who makes decisions on what is acceptable and what isn't. I'm sure many of us have had experiences of submitting a geofilter and having it rejected and then looking at the next geofilter that comes up and saying, oh my God, that sucks. Mine was so much better than that. I could be speaking from personal experience. But anyway, I think it's a topic worth discussing and I'd love to hear some feedback from you guys. And I'd love to know if you have ever tried to submit a geofilter to Snapchat. And what was it? And was it successful? Thank you for hearing me out. I'm going to end this podcast the way I started it. Now that we've discussed geofilters, tell me if you think about these questions differently. Do geofilters memorialize? Do they celebrate? Do they tell a story? Can they be transformative? Can they help form an attachment to place or a sense of pride? What is public art? I looked at the Association for Public Art and found they had the same question. And their response is, public art is a reflection of how we see the world. The artist's response to our time and place combined with our own sense of who we are. 